0: What's up, Holmes? Let's go. If you stack short, go rob a bank. Rob your own money. There's no excuses. Do not test that. Whoa, hey, whoa, whoa. You guys look like a couple of monsters. I'm in hell, man. Yeah, but I'm at peace with that. Uh, so la la maruga, en el What's up? That was probably loud as fuck in y'all ears. I'm sorry. But uh welcome to the first episode of Q to Review. I'm your host, Keith. You probably heard of me from other podcasts uh, you know, that I used to do with my boys by the name of Just Good Enough in the Velvet Room. Shout out to Money Mo, Marco, Freeman. You know, one day we'll be back. But uh, in the meantime, I starting my own podcast, just a little, you know, something to do in this quarantine time. I'll uh, be reviewing movies, both new and old. You know, I love movies. It was a point in time before I had a kid where I used to go to the movies every weekend, uh, sometimes twice a weekend if there was like two good movies out. Uh, but this is, you know, it be not just new movies, it'll be old movies also, especially since, you know movie theaters are closed right now due to covid but yeah i decided to do this because i listened to a few different movie review podcasts and i feel like they maybe they, they go too in depth with their knowledge of filmmaking and sometimes i don't be understanding what the hell they're talking about it's, you know it's like was the movie good was it worth, worth watching that's what i want to know So I feel like this would be for regular people who just want to know, should I go check this out? Not people who are studying film and, you know, screenplays and, you know, I don't know. Not going into all that. It's just going to be, is the movie good? Why you should check it out? What I liked about it? What I didn't like about it? What I thought was funny? What I thought was interesting? Little fun facts about the movie? Stuff like that. So, yeah, uh, without further ado, we're gonna get into this first episode, uh, which is on the movie *The Tax Collector*. Uh, pretty good movie. It was written and directed by David Ayer. Ayer, Ayer, David, David A. Ayer. Ugh. I don't know how you say this man's name. Whatever, but uh, he has directed such movies as *End of Watch*, which was spectacular. It was a movie with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, and uh, I do not know my man's name, but he is funny in everything. He's an Ant-Man. Uh, he plays like the, the dude running the security company with, with uh, Ant-Man. Hilarious. Uh, but yeah. He's also directed Suicide Squad, mm, you know, Harsh Times, which is a, a great movie with Christian Bale. Definitely go check that one out. And he did not direct. But he wrote Training Day. So this dude's pretty good. Pretty uh, heavy hitter in Hollywood, I'm guessing. Uh, The movie stars Shia LaBeouf. Uh, Bobby Soto, who is an unknown actor. I couldn't find anything that I've seen him in. Looks like he's up and coming. But he did a pretty good job. Uh, I wouldn't mind checking him out in some other things. Uh, It also stars George Lopez. This is a change of pace for old George. Uh usually you see him as the funny, you know, good guy character. Uh make you laugh. He didn't, he didn't say anything funny in this movie. He was pretty serious. Uh he played a bad guy, ex uh, you know, enforcer, tax collector, if you will. Uh so yeah, that was that was pretty interesting to see. I like that. I'd like to see more of that from from old George. You know, I wish he could have had more time in the movie it was pretty short he didn't have a lot of scenes but the scenes that he was in he pretty much stole those so I like that you know it's good to see actors you don't normally see uh and you know playing a role that you know they wouldn't normally take on so it's pretty cool uh but yeah movie came out in 2020 uh, straight to streaming due to COVID of course Uh, I caught it on Amazon Rented it for 6.99, I believe. Got to keep it for three days. Watched it twice just to make sure that, uh, you know, I liked it. Because sometimes, you know, you'll watch some shit and you'll be like, oh, man, I really like that. And then you go back and watch it the second time. You're like, what the fuck was I thinking? This was terrible. So, wasn't like that with this one. I uh, liked it the second time around also. caught some things that I didn't notice the first time because maybe I was playing on my phone or something. Which is, that's, that's really why I love going to the movies. Because when I'm in the movie theater, I feel like an asshole if I'm on my phone. Because the light's all bright and shit. So, you know, it keeps me off of it. keeps my focus on the movie. You when know, I'm at home, I start doing shit. You know, I get up and go get snacks. Playing on the phone. You know, just watching my wife walk by looking at her ass. Things like that. Things that distract me that aren't in the movie theater. So, yeah, you know, hopefully movies can come back. I really miss them. There was a time in life where, uh, you know, before I had a kid, I would go to the movies every weekend. Like I said, yeah, every weekend. So, I don't know. But, yeah, uh, budget for this film was $30 million, according to uh, IMDb. And, yeah, uh, in its debut weekend at the box office, I guess you could say, uh, it was the most rented film on Fandango now, Apple TV, uh, the iTunes store and Google Play. So, that's pretty big. I was the fifth uh, most uh, rented movie on Amazon Prime that weekend. Uh, it made an estimated 2 million on video on demand sales. So, I'm guessing that's not too bad. I'm not really familiar with video on demand sales and, you know, how big those are for first weeks of releases. Um it also made a little over three hundred k at the box office for the 129 theaters that were open. No idea where these theaters are because all of the movie theaters in my area are still closed. But probably somewhere, you know, wherever the hell Kanye lives out in Montana. they probably still open or something. Places where they ain't on lockdown. Uh, it became the third film ever to top both the video-on-demand charts and the box office in the same weekend. Guessing that's not too hard when it's the only movie out, but, yeah, whatever. Uh, I do think the studio is probably going to take a hit on this movie simply because it was a quiet release. Uh, It wasn't marketed very well for its video-on-demand release. I remember, like, pre-COVID, PC, uh, if you will, um, I remember like seeing trailers for it and you know coming soon and then you know COVID happened and it just kinda died what? died down. Uh, I assume they were just pushing it, but then they just decided to drop it on streaming like a fucking Beyonce album with you know no notice. Yeah. So I don't think that was a very good idea. That shit only works for B, you know. Bay, B is it B or is it B? B e y. How do you say that? I'm going to go with B. Beyonce. Yeah. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. That only works for her. It was definitely a bad move on their part, I think. But I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a movie uh, guru, if you will. And uh, yeah. But I do think had COVID not happened. Uh. You know. I don't think. I think the the movie could have easily made somewhere between fifty and eighty million. Uh, on its entire run, not first weekend of course, probably would have opened to somewhere between 10 and 20, you know, 16 million, somewhere in there uh, for the first weekend. I definitely think it could have made its money back and a little profit for the studio, but you know, what can you do? COVID. AC. Yeah. So, uh... Rotten Tomatoes score on this film was 19%, which to me, that doesn't hold any weight, because I've seen some movies that were uh, you know, rated very low on Rotten Tomatoes that I thought were fantastic, so it's really all about what you like, because uh, I've also seen some that were rated high that were pretty terrible, I mean, they've got those last couple Star Wars films up there, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, and those were bad. Like really bad, one of them was unwatchable, I think it was the second to last one, so yeah, uh, and I love Star Wars, so yeah, that says a lot uh but yeah, um, I think they even have one of the Marvel movies, Infinity War is like rated the highest Marvel movie, and ah, that shit is definitely not the case. They even have the first Captain America rated pretty high, and that movie was. Terrible. But anyway, enough on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, let's get into a little bit of the details of the movie. Not going to go too in-depth because, you know, it's a rel- relatively new film. I don't really want to spoil it for you guys. But, you know, got to give you a little something to make you want to check it out. You know, that's what the goal of this podcast is, to open people's eyes to movies they probably wouldn't have wanted to see. You know, maybe they'd be like, oh, you know, I'll fuck with Keith." You know, we'd like some of the same shit. Maybe I'll go check this out. Maybe not. You yeah, know, whatever. Anyway, the movie focuses on David, played by Bobby Soto. Again, new actor. Uh, he's a family man, he works as a tax collector for the Mexican mafia. So, yeah, and, you know, the movie starts out with him, you know, waking up, kissing his wife and kids, having breakfast as a family, you know. Extended families over, so you know, it seems like a real good, you know, straight, narrow, you know, straight arrow guy. Uh, But really, he's a tax collector for the Mexican Mafia, uh, La MA, if you will. Basically, taxing different gangs in LA for drug money and whatever else they have going on. Uh, So, he's not an actual government IRS employee, for those of you who know absolutely nothing about the street he's not in a suit and tie you're not going to get arrested by this man if you don't pay your taxes uh you will probably wind up with your hands and feet cut off and found in a ditch that kind of tax collector yeah definitely want to pay him yeah uh but yeah uh, he makes collections with his partner creeper who is played by shia labeouf now shia is obviously white a caucasian caucus if you will you know yakubian uh yeah i saw some people on twitter who were mad about you know shia playing a latino character as a white man however after watching the movie um he you watched know, watch it twice, and I don't think that was the case. I think he's actually playing a white man who is part of a Latino gang, because one of the characters refers to him as Johnny Cash, who is, if you didn't know, a white man, or was. I, I don't know if he's still alive. I think he's probably dead. Whatever. I don't know. I didn't listen to his music. Shout out to Johnny Cash, though, if he's still around. Whatever. Uh, but, yeah, in... You know that would make more sense, and it's actually not that uncommon to see uh, white people in Latino gangs in California. Uh, you know there are white people who grow up poor. You know not a lot. You know not a lot. Just you know there are some white people that grow up poor in Latino neighborhoods, and they fall in with Latino gangs. They usually get you know cool nicknames like Milk or leche, or weto. I don't know what that means, if it means white, because I thought white in Spanish was blanco, but, you yeah, know, whatever, I didn't really do well in Spanish in school, but, yeah, uh, I went to high school with a lot of Latinos, and there were a few white dudes that, you know, were, yeah, whatever, you know, but, uh, yeah, and Creeper, he's he definitely fits the uh, that narrative of the white dude who falls in with the Latino gang because the white dude in the in the Latino gang is usually crazy as fuck. Like he's if if you run into them, he's probably the one that's gonna stab you or you know set you on fire or just some, some weird shit. Like that's the one you want to avoid. Stay away from from milk. From Leche, but uh, a little fun fact um, the one of the founding members of the Mexican mafia uh, was actually a white man, yeah by the name of Joe Pegleg Morgan. Uh, if you've ever seen the movie American Me classic movie, uh, yeah then you probably know about him. He was one of the main characters. I don't know if he actually, if they actually use that name, but it was based on him. Yeah. But yeah, uh, let's see. Basically, uh, in the movie, you know, he's doing his job tax collecting. Uh, things start going to shit when, you know, an old rival shows up, basically tells him he's taken over, which I, uh, well, that did bother me about the movie because it's like, all right. I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just me and how I think, but in movies, a lot of times there'll be a threat and no one ever takes it serious. Like this dude showed up, held guns, told you he ain't paying, um, you know, told you that he was going to take over your business and that he was going to start killing your crew. You had the opportunity to kill him right there. Sure, you probably weren't going to make it out of the room alive. You know, you and your boy, Creeper, were definitely going to die. But, you know, your family would have survived. Your your crew would have went on. And old boy would have been dead. You know, end of story. And then they had another opportunity later on in the movie where after he's killed some of his crew, even showed them what he did to him. When and when you see that scene, man, that was a little wild. And you know, he had to sit down, and he let him walk out alive. But it was like you could have just killed him right then and there. And at that time, it looked like he probably had a, a better shot of making it out because there were less guys with with guns because it was in a nightclub. But, I don't know. know. It's just me. I, I probably was, I felt like I would have just shot him. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, so that's what you're going to do, yeah. You're going to kill my... Cr- okay, yeah, I'll get down with you. No, you don't... Bow! Just one in the head, you know, and figured it out later, uh, but whatever, yeah, uh, but, you know, all things aside, I don't like I said, I don't want to go into too many details. Obviously, David made some bad choices. Some things happened to people he loved and you know he had to right those wrongs in the end. I don't want to spoil anything for you, but overall it was a good movie. I would say three out of five stars, and that's only because it seemed a little short. And you know, it kind of just jumps right into the crazy craziness. Uh, doesn't have a lot of build up or character development. It you know, just he wakes up in the morning. Kisses his family, boom, straight to work, you know, meets the first dude, you know, gives him a speech about, you know, uh, his, the first dude he meets is taken over for uh, someone else who used to handle the tax collections. Uh, he winds up getting killed. So, you know, he gives him the whole speech about, you know, uh, make sure your money's ready. We get a cut of everything that you do. You know, if you're selling a dime bag on a corner, you know, you selling pussy at the hotel, whatever you're doing, we get 30% of that, right? And you're basically telling them, you know, if your cut is short, go rob a bank, go rob your mother, whatever you got to do, which, you know, sounds pretty serious. I wouldn't fuck around with Mexican mafia, so yeah, uh, but yeah, it just jumps right into that. And then she just goes left. Like straight downhill for for uh David right after that. So you know, I felt like it could have been a little longer, a little more backstory. Um But you know, overall I still like the movie and I'd say I'd, I'd put it in my top ten hood movies. Yeah, I think it is in there. it'd be in there. It probably number ten. I saw a list the other day that had uh the top 10 hood movies and it had baby boy in there and i just i take that shit out and put it put it there because baby boy was it, it was just all right yeah uh, a little trivia about this movie uh, the film takes place in the same universe as training day and harsh times which were both uh, written and directed by david ayer 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 a y e r i don't I don't know how you pronounce this man's name, but yeah, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. It was like some Marvel shit, you know, everything takes place in the same type of universe. Uh, you don't normally see that with other movies outside of like Stephen King movies. He does that a lot uh, where you'll have like the same characters from different movies and books in one thing. So I liked that. I thought it was pretty cool. It had the uh, the dude Bone who played the uh, the OG... Dude from the jungles in Training Day. So he's basically playing the same character uh, in this movie. I think that dude's name is Klee Sloan. He only seems to play uh, the blood from Training Day in every movie that he's in. Even in Bright. He was in that Will Smith movie, Bright. The one with the, with the trolls and the, and the fairies and stuff on Netflix, which was actually pretty good. But he was literally the same character. It's, it's wild um but yeah in the film in this movie um uh the tax collector it references the the gang hillside trece if you remember from uh training day that's the gang um alonzo denzel's character uh goes over to set the white boy up that he's training i don't remember his name but he was played by ethan Hawke. uh oh officer hoyt yes Ah uh, yeah he goes over there to set him up. They're the ones who was talking about getting his shit pushed in. yeah that was definitely a weird scene. Uh, said he was always getting love from the homies. yeah, that was wild. I don't know what kind of homies he got, but yeah, uh, but they mentioned that that same gang in harsh times also and in this movie, so uh, that was pretty cool I, I thought. At least I thought so. I don't know. Y'all might not. Anyway. uh, Also, another little trivia. Shia LaBeouf got a real, like a full torso tattoo from like his neck bone, like his collarbone, down to like his belly button, like just full stomach and chest tattoo. And he never takes his shirt off in the movie you don't see it at all like he got it for this role he was so deep in character I can only imagine like you know how Jamie Foxx had the little stand-up and he was talking about how um, when they were filming Ray Terrence Howard was just in character the whole time just walking around the city in zoot suits and you know he kept calling him Ray even when he was like he was out of the basketball game he's like what the fuck I can imagine, you know, Shia just, like, going up to the director, like, hey, fool, so I got this idea, hey, eh? I'm about to go get a tattoo, and it's gonna be, like, a whole fucking body tattoo, eh, and the director's, like, like, what are you, like, why are you talking to me like that right now, like, or, why are you in character, nah, fool, like, this is, this is me, like, it's me, it's Shia, but, like, I'm creeper right now, fool, like, don't don't fuck with that. I'm getting the whole tattoo. And the director's like, bro, like, you know, like, you're not, you're not going to show your body at all. Nah, but fool, check it out, though, eh? Charlie Holmes is going to be fire. And the director was just like, yeah, whatever, motherfucker. Crazy ass. But, <clears throat> yeah, Shy is a little bit of a weirdo, so, but, you know, he did a great job in this movie. And, uh, I found a... A pretty weird review on the movie by someone named Sin. They gave it three stars, which I gave it three out of five. Also, Uh, titled "The Only Reason We All Watched Was Shia LaBeouf," which I'm not gonna lie, that was probably the only reason I watched it. You know, because he was the only. I didn't know George Lopez was in it until I watched it, so he was definitely, you know, what drew me to it. Seeing Shia LaBeouf pay play a Latino person. Uh but the review says Shia did great, but he wasn't the main character. The acting by David could have been better. I agree, but it's the man's first time. Stall him out. Uh it almost seemed like he was reading off the cue cards in some scenes. I didn't get that. That's that Lance Gross vibes. That's that's how he acts. But uh yeah. And then the girl who played it goes on to say in the girl who played Uh, the wife alexis her lips are so full of filler that it was so distracting during the movie her and david are supposed to have a passionate marriage so they kiss a lot there are a lot of close-ups of the married couple and all i could focus on was her lips full of filler jesus i didn't really notice that sin but you know whatever some people focus on weird shit in the movies. The girl who played Alexis, though, she was pretty fine. I didn't really notice her lips looked weird or whatever, but, I don't know, whatever. But that's really it, since, uh, you know, Shia was probably, While he wasn't the star, like Sin said, uh, he's the biggest actor in the movie, so what I want to do is, you know, with these episodes, is whatever movie I watch, whoever's the biggest star in the movie, I want to give my top five you know what I think is their top five movies so for Shia uh number one is Holes all right classic movie I don't care if it was for kids uh I loved it growing up you know in my 30s I still watch that shit now uh whenever I see that it's on it's not a movie that I go search out but if I'm like flipping through channels and I see Holes is on wherever it's at in the movie I'm gonna watch that shit all right classic zero you know legendary character uh number two this movie right here the tax collector like i said i thought it was great top 10 hood movies number 10 um number three is eagle eye probably not a movie a lot of y'all even remember but i thought it was really good number four transformers 2 another rare occasion where the sequel was better than the original. Uh, And then number five, Transformers 1. So, yeah, uh, that really concludes this episode. Not really much left to say. Um, You know, let me know how, you know, what y'all liked about it or what you didn't like about the episode. Or, you know, let me know if you watched the movie, what you liked about it, didn't like about it. Um, You know, also, I'd love to have guests, so... Hit me up if you got a movie you want me to watch and you want to come on here and talk about it. Yeah, we could do that. You know, I can even come to you if need be. We could even do it, I think, with Anchor, just do it over the phone. We don't even have to be in the same room uh, spreading these COVID germs. But, you know, if need be, yeah, I could pull up on you. Um, yeah, uh, next week we are, well, we, I say we, but it's just probably going to be me again next week going to do Weekend at Bernie's 2. Uh, hilarious movie. Again, another movie where I feel that the sequel is better than the original. I'll give you my views on that, takes on that. i do a little more, well, a lot of spoilers on that. I'll go over a lot of different funny parts because the movie's like 20, 30, oh shit, it's old as hell. It came on like the late 80s, early 90s, so yeah, talk about that. But, uh, yeah, hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, text me, whatever, if you want to come on. Uh, If you have any comments that you just want to leave. But, yeah, like, listen, share, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend, even an enemy. You know, go ahead and uh, help me grow this thing. You know, I promise, you know, this first episode, it may be pretty bad, but I promise they will get better. And uh, yeah, this has been Q the Review with your boy Keith. And uh, I'll see y'all next week.